Good afternoon and Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you want to say, but Happy Christmas. So, um, it's Christmas Day. I really, really hope you got everything that you wanted. Um, and now we'll read chapter five of the midnight gang and you can listen to it if you please yay or whenever you want to of course so chapter five is called pink frilly nightdress boy matron launched into what seemed like a very well rehearsed speech a speech she must have given to all her new patients now, young man, this is my ward and these are my rules. Lights out at 8 p.m. sharp. No talking after lights out. No reading under the covers. No eating of sweeties. If I do hear the rustle of sweet papers in the dark, I will confiscate them on the spot. Yes, that includes you, George. The podgy boy immediately stopped chewing and kept his mouth tightly shut so that Matron couldn't see he was chewing a chocolate at that very moment. The woman continued at quite a pace. Her words cracked, or snapped, sorry, like the crack of a whip. No getting out of bed. No visits to the toilet during the night. That is what the bedpan is for. You will find a bedpan under your bed. There is a bell on the wall by your head. Ring the bell in the night. Only in an absolute emergency. Do you understand me? Um, yes, replied Tom. It was like being told off before you had actually even done anything wrong. Now, have you brought any pyjamas with you? she asked. Um, no, replied Tom. I must have been rushed here in an ambulance when I was knocked out on the cricket pitch. I didn't have a chance to pack anything, so I've just got my cricket kit that I came in. I don't mind sleeping in it. Matron's lips curled in horror. Repulsive child! You are as bad as that disgusting excuse for a human being, the porter. He smells like he sleeps in his clothes. Ha ha! Can we call your parents to bring some pyjamas for you? Tom shook his head sorrowfully. Why not? My mother and father live abroad. Where? The boy hesitated before answering. Um, I'm not sure. You are not sure, said Matron loudly so everyone could hear. It was as if she wanted all the children in the ward to enjoy the new boy being humiliated as much as she did. Well, they move around a lot for my father's work. I know he's it, it's somewhere with a desert. Well, that narrows it down, she snarled sarcastically. You don't even know what country your own parents live in. Well, you will fit right in here. The children in this ward are all ones whose parents don't ever visit for one reason or another. They are like 
They're either too poor to travel like Amber's or too ill like Robin's or live too far away like Sally's. George has the best reason, though. Would you care to explain why your parents never visit George? Nah, the boy muttered in his cockney accent. The accent struck Tom as no one at his boarding school talked like George. The poor boy looked desperately embarrassed. Don't... George's father is in prison! For robbery, no less! So if anything goes missing in the ward, we'll know who to blame. Like father, like son. Ha ha ha. I ain't a thief, shouted George. No need to be so sensitive, child. It's just my little joke. Well, it ain't funny, he replied. Ooh, she added mockingly. I've touched a nerve. Now, I have an idea for you, Tom. Let me find you something to wear in my lost property box. With a glint in her eye, Matron turned on her heel and disappeared into her office. (coughs) Excuse me. Moments later, she emerged with her hands behind her back and a suspicious grin on her face. I am awfully sad to say, Tom, that I don't have any pyjamas to fit you, she said. So you will just have to wear this. From behind her back, Matron produced a pink, frilly nightdress. The smug grin on her face become even smugger. Tom looked at the pink, frilly nightdress with horror. If the other boys in his boarding school ever heard about him wearing it, he would never, ever live it down. In fact, he would be forever known as Pink Frilly Nightdress Boy. Please, just let me keep my cricket gear on, matron, pleaded Tom. I said no, snapped matron. I got pyjamas he can borrow, said George. Oh, don't be a ridiculous child, replied the lady in a flash. Look at the size of you, boy. They will be far too big. Your pyjamas will be too big for an elephant. Ha ha ha. Once again, no one laughed except Matron. Now get this on right away or I will report you to the principal of the hospital, Sir Quentin Strillers. He would take a very dim view of a boy like you and could have you thrown out on the street, said the lady as she whisked the curtains around the boy's head. She stayed on the outside, leaving Tom to try to wriggle out of his clothes and into the nightdress on his own. Quickly, ordered Matron. I'm nearly there, called out Tom as he pulled the thing over his head. Okay, he said, even though he felt far from okay. Matron then whisked the curtains back to reveal Tom. There stood Pink Frilly Nightdress Boy in all his Pink Frilly Nightdress glory. 
Actually, it suits you, said George. I so wish I could see it, murmured Robin. No, you don't, replied Amber. Oh, dear me. Well, poor old Tom. Fancy having to put a pink frilly nightdress on. Oh, my goodness me. Well, hopefully he'll find some pyjamas um, from somewhere. Maybe they'll bring some from the school. What do you think? Um, but anyway, it is Christmas Day and you can go back to eating now that you've finished listening. <laughs> go back to opening presents or eating or whatever it was that you were doing when I stopped you for you to sit and listen to a story. So, I hope you're having fun. I hope you're having the best day ever. And I will see you all again tomorrow on Boxing Day. So, have fun. But make sure, as always, you take care and stay safe. Okay? Bye for now.